Welcome aboard, TTA travelers. Whether you're a humanoid, a robot, or an alien passenger, we hope you enjoy your trip along Tomorrowland Transit Authority's Super Skyway. Etch the memory of your vacation for all to see at Leave a Legacy. If you had wings, had wings, had wings. If you had wings, had wings, had wings. We've gathered here tonight around the fire as people of all lands have gathered for thousands and thousands of years before us. Okay, the director's ready. Talent's ready. Cue the opening. W Radio. Your information station. Hello, my friend, and welcome to the WW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangello, and this is show number 571. I'm here once again, not only to help you have the best possible Disney vacation experience, but I also want to bring you a little bit of Disney magic wherever you are, not just with the podcast, but with my live videos on Facebook every Wednesday night, books, audio tours, special events, blog, and more. Whether it's your first time visiting the parks or have been hundreds of times, if you're planning a vacation or just love the history, details, secrets, and stories, there's something in the show for you because each week I'm going to take you from the parks to the screens and everything in between. And if you're a new listener, welcome. Thank you. Please go back and check out some or all of the past episodes for interviews, top tens, reviews, and more. You can subscribe to the podcast in iTunes and find everything else over at www.radio.com. And don't forget to be part of the community and conversation by joining our Facebook group at www.radio.com community. Starting in early November, the Disney Cruise Line adds some extra holiday magic to each of its ships during their very merry time cruises with special stem-to-stern holiday events, characters, overlays, entertainment, dining, merchandise, and more. And this week, We'll look at not only what you can do, eat, enjoy, and expect on board, but how to get the most out of your Disney cruise, including what to do and pack before you go, can't-miss experiences, a few hidden treasures on board, and what it is that makes these voyages so special, memorable, and valuable. I'll then have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week, and I'll pose a new challenge for your chance to win a Disney prize package, then stay tuned to the end of the show. I'll have more information about our next WW Radio Meet of the Month in Walt Disney World, your voicemails, and more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WW Radio Show. Since Disney Cruise Line was founded in the mid-90s, it instantly revolutionized the cruise industry and set a new standard, not just for family adventures and vacations, but quality, service, entertainment, dining, destinations. The list literally goes on and on and on. And since that time, Disney has not only increased the number of ships and ports and destinations, but introduced new specialty offerings as well. In fact, we've talked about the Days at Sea, including Marvel on show 542, and Star Wars Day at Sea, 
as well as other specialty-themed cruises like Halloween on the High Seas. And now, just to make your holidays even a little, or in this case, a lot more festive, the very merry time cruises on the magic, the wonder, the dream, and the fantasy, all of which are decked out in their holiday finest. And I was recently invited by Disney Cruise Line to experience my first very merry time cruise on the Disney Dream for a four-night cruise. And I wanted to share not just my experience on board, but those of friends, uh, one who joined me on my sailing and another who was cruising not too far away. I could almost see her on the fantasy for her seven night voyage. And I want to welcome back to the show, Amanda Bonner from Disney Travel for All, who was on the Disney fantasy. Thank you, Lou. Pleasure to be here. It's good to see you again. And uh, usually you'll find him and me around and at a dining table And we were on dining together at the Dream. I want to welcome back John Sakari. He is and from BigFatPanda.com. Thank you, Lou. I can't wait. I just realized I have an Amanda and a Panda on board. (laughs) (laughs) And I do have a friend, Amanda Panda. (laughs) (laughs) So I wanted to have you you both come on, um, not just because we are friends and we happen to cruise at exactly the same time. I just I love the fact that as I was posting things on social from the dream, I was watching Amanda posting stuff on social from this fantasy and having never taken a maritime cruise before, certainly not on that ship, I'd love to compare and contrast what some of the itineraries are. And I want to sort of unwrap this this package for guests, for people who are listening, who we have either maybe never taken a Disney cruise before, or maybe never even thought about cruising for a specialty cruise like this. Like I said, I've done the Marvel Day at Sea, which is my favorite cruise other than Alaska. And we did a group cruise for Star Wars Day at Sea. Tell me just quickly, Amanda, and then John, your Disney Cruise Line experience in terms of numbers and types of cruises, and if you have any favorites. Sure. Uh, This is only my second cruise. My first cruise was January 2018, just the three night on the dream, which I quickly realized was way too short (laughs) because I loved it so much. So I booked a placeholder on that cruise, and I knew I wanted to do it a longer cruise, and Um, With Disney Travel for All, I'm really looking to offer advice to adults traveling without kids and people going solo, and I decided to do this cruise solo. So I booked a seven-night Eastern Caribbean on the Fantasy that was at the same time as yours. I like how you roll. I like how you roll because I – and I've talked in the past. We've talked in the past, too, about going to Disney World solo, and and I think for some people – and that's part of the reason why I want you to be here – the idea of going to a Disney Park solo – might be scary or intimidating or completely outlandish. The idea of going on a cruise solo might seem like something that either A, you can't or B, shouldn't do. And and we'll talk a little bit more about your experience and, and certainly want to hear how cruising solo was for you. So, I mean, before you went, was were you hesitant to do it solo? I mean, because you've traveled to Disney parks before, did that make you any more comfortable cruising on your own? It did, but there were definitely some hesitations and moments when I was trying to feel out if someone would want to go with me. So I think the biggest 
area I was concerned with was would I get lonely, which sounds funny on a ship with 4,000 people and 1,500 crew, but uh, I, you know, I wasn't sure how it would be. And seven nights is a long time to go solo, but it ended up being wonderful. And the cast members were really the ones who loved that I was solo. And I talked so much with all of them learning where they were from, how long they'd been working on this ship, other ships. And I got to be friends with my uh, dining table mates and Disney such does such a good job of pairing those up um, that we ended up doing other activities together. And I don't regret it at all. I'm very happy I went solo. And and we'll talk very quickly about some things you can and maybe should do before you go even get, you know, to the cruise, um, whether you were going as a family with friends or going solo. John, how many cruises and what kind of cruises is this for you? I think this is probably my seventh overall cruise, but my fourth Disney once on the wonder three on the dream. I hesitate to say, I never want to go on another cruise other than Disney, but I'm saying it. I see the differences and you know, I like Disney. Listen, and there's nothing wrong with that. And and I have cruised um, before. I mean, pre Disney, I had cruised when, um, in, in my much younger days, I had cruised with my wife before we had kids and other cruise lines. And I have spoken at, on on other cruise lines, which was great for me to sort of measure, you know, com- and compare apples to apples in terms of some of the things I I enumerated before in terms of quality and service and things. And, and while I think I, I think different cruise lines fills different needs in the cruise industry, right? So if you want to go with, you know, young friends on a, you know, quote unquote booze cruise type of thing, there are lines for that. If you want to go to one that has, you know, gambling, there's other lines for that. But I, like you, I I am in love with this cruise line because it fits me. It fits my personality. It fits my family. It fits what my friends want in terms of like Walt Disney World and Disneyland and Adventures by Disney it exceed it continues to sort of yeah. boggle my mind in terms of exceeding expectations. And this cruise was no exception. Right. And you could even argue that let's say you did want to do a drinking thing. You have that whole adult district. You could do it. Right. Uh, and you know, what's really funny is we were just talking that we didn't miss the casino one no. bit on Disney. No. And, and I used to love to, you know, go to casinos and play cards and, and play some of the tables and I thought the first time I took a Disney cruise, I'm like, oh, it's just, is this going to, is it going to be this sort of gap in, um, in, in sort of entertainment offering? And not at all. And I actually prefer yeah. not having it on there for a lot of reasons that, that we don't need right. to, to necessarily go into. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I in love with enough this. money on bingo. So. <laughs> <Yes>, right. <laughs> Agreed. Um, so I want to just quickly touch back on something because when we were talking and we're and as we start to think about even before we get on board just maybe a couple of tips that you might have in terms of planning amanda i know one of the things that you've done and, and i've done and john maybe you have before is you are able to unlike 10 12 15 years ago you are able to sort of virtually meet people before you get on board and facebook groups and facebook events i think are a phenomenal way to do that because literally for every single disney cruise on every uh, out of every port on every ship, there is a Facebook group that is are created by fans 
for people that are sailing on it. So you can join those groups because usually they're open. There's a few, you know, small, um, you know, individual group things. But you can find those groups and introduce yourself and and start to ask questions and even start to kind of make friends along the way. I did that even before this cruise. I found a group on Facebook. People were very, very nice. And we were just sort of, you know, part of the fun is counting down, right? Getting there literally is half the fun and and counting down and asking and answering questions and trying to offer help to people who have never done it before uh, was something that, that I really enjoyed. And I assume you did the same. Yes, I did. And I found there were several hundred people in the Facebook group. I signed up for the first time for the fish extender, uh, which are the gifts that people leave outside of the stateroom doors. Um, And I signed up for a magnet exchange, but there were also postcard exchanges, recipe exchanges, and there were fish extender groups for both families and adults. So I did an adults only fish extender group, 10 cabins. They were also for people who didn't want to maybe spend as much uh, fish extender groups for five cabins. And I thought that really added to the experience, especially with the very merry time, because the lot of the themes of the gifts were around holiday, Christmas. Um, there was an ornament exchange group as well. So uh, I really enjoyed doing that. I'm glad I drove and didn't fly because I packed way too much, <laughs> right. but it was a lot of fun. And, and just very quickly, and, and I'll mention at the end some other shows that I've done in the past talking about just sort of going on a cruise in general, including 10 Reasons Why You Should Go on a Disney Cruise, which is back on show 437. Uh, for those people who don't know, fish extender, <clears throat> what that means is outside of everyone's stateroom door is this metal fish, which is actually a, a spring-loaded uh, clamp. And a lot of times people will hang baskets, um, signs, or pouches, and you'll get into this sort of prearranged group of people and exchange gifts, whether it's putting one small gift in everybody's every day or, you know, being randomly assigned, you know, X number of cabins. And it's, it's a great way to sort of pay forward a little bit of that Disney magic. And I will tell you, I've never seen that anywhere else. Uh, only on Disney Cruise Line does that seem to exist. Yeah, so it was, that, was, that, was that what that was created for? Because I, I find it amazing that they would have foreseen. No, normally what happens, so for example, if you have Apollo reservation or a census spa reservation, the night before or the, the morning of, they'll put a note in that clip. So you'll get sort of, or if you have, you know, tickets or something like that, sometimes they'll put them, not, not tickets, but um, notes and things like that. They'll put them in there on your stateroom. But, you know, credit to whoever first came up with the idea. I have no idea where it started from uh, because it's something I see happening all the time and there's door decorating contests and when we do our group cruises like we have one coming up in february out of new orleans which i can't wait for quick tangent we do those things all the time we have a a group-wide fish extender exchange we do door decorating contests a lot of things to sort of get the excitement going even before um you step on board and, and maybe as we as we circle back near the end in terms of some some tips, we can think about some things to do and maybe even pack before the cruise. Um, and, and well, maybe we can even do it now in terms of, is there anything that you, have after having taken this or other cruises, you would offer as a bit of advice to make sure you pack or do or prepare before you even get in your car to head to the port or head to the airport, John and, and Amanda? I definitely pack, like, Yankee candle, you know, flameless odor things. 
for the little bathrooms, for the cabin. It's a nice little thing to have. And a lot of magnets for the door. I really like the magnetic hooks because those add to the storage in the cabin. And I also found that I needed them. I bought a stocking, but it didn't work hanging off the fish extender. So I used a magnetic hook and I bought a little pin board that I put also outside of my room for a pin trading station. Um, so I used the magnetic hooks for that. And then also a um, card with a magnetic strip because the key to the world card, which is the card to your stateroom, you have to put that in the slot to turn on all the lights. But if you forget it, when you leave, you're in trouble. So <laughs> I actually found on Etsy, someone makes them, of course, nice light cards. And I gave those out as part of fish extender gifts. Oh, and cool. so I could, and it had a magnet on the back so I could take it out, still be responsible with electricity and hang it right by the front door when I left. I love that. Usually I just use a business card. I stick a business card in, but I love having the, uh, the, the magnet so you can take it yeah. out um, because obviously it's not to keep the lights and the air conditioning on the entire time. If you're going to be out of your stateroom um, all day, just a, a couple of quick general, these are not even necessarily specific to very maritime cruises. Um, I, I would definitely make sure you pack uh, a USB hub and a waterproof pouch for your phone for when you go to uh, castaway key. Um, I think before a maritime cruise, I'd pack all those same things, the magnets, decorations. I think you need to pack your ugly Christmas sweater. Uh, I think you need to pack your Christmas Mickey ears. Um, and even before you get on board, absolutely make sure you download the new and improved, by the way, uh, Disney Cruise Line Navigator app, which really is going to be your bread and butter and, and lifeline while you're on board. I was going to say, Years ago, you kids are too young to remember this. I used to love the days when there was no internet on board. You used to get onto into your stateroom and I'd put your phone in the safe and you'd never have to look at it again because there was no internet. You were completely unplugged. Um, the blessing and the curse is that Disney actually does have internet on board. Um, it used to be you paid, it was unlimited. You paid by the day and you had for those of us who like to live broadcast, was awesome. Now you pay by the megabyte. Uh, you can either pay as you go or they've got a small, medium, or large package that runs from $19 for 100 megabytes up to $89 for 1,000 megabytes. Uh, a gig is a lot of data over four or even seven days, again, unless you're uploading massive amounts of video or live video. Uh, definitely make sure you turn off all of your background app refreshes and, and iCloud and all that kind of stuff because that data can go, um, you know, very, very fast. So let's um, let's get right on to um, the, sort of the, the day-by-day itinerary. And, and Amanda sort of obviously uh, adjust as needed. So we were on the four-night cruise out of um, Port Canaveral. And, you know, it sounds so silly, right? And I've been on probably... 17 and I'm ballparking cruises. I was by myself. I was walking on board. There is still something that gets me right in all the feels as you're stepping on board that ship and there's that line of crew members and they call out your name in the yep. in the atrium. Welcome aboard the Mangello party, the Bonner party. Like I was giddy like it was my first time I ever did it. And, and and right that that feeling of stepping into that grand and spectacular atrium, which now, by the way, has the added element of a majestic Christmas tree 
beautiful, elegant um, um, garland and the smell of a gingerbread house. And the gingerbread house is major. Kind, I mean, it's kind of on scale. Well, maybe a little bit smaller than the Grand Floridian gingerbread. But it's a pretty big gingerbread house. It's huge. House. It's huge yeah. and delicious. But even so, Lou, just to mention before getting on the ship, it's just a very convenient method of getting you onto the ship, more so than other cruise lines. They, they've they definitely put that, uh, they've they've made that a nice experience. Yeah, in terms of you, you actually, when you do your sort of pre-registration online, you're giving a boarding time and a boarding number. And it's a very, like even getting into the cruise terminal, that too is decorated. There's characters there. There's photo opportunities. There was holiday music in the background. Like your your crew sort of begins even while you're waiting to to step on board for the first time. Absolutely. I took advantage of meeting uh, Mickey in his holiday sweater. And then right after, I think Minnie must have gotten jealous because she nudged right in there after I was done meeting Mickey in her little snowman sweater. <laughs> and I love the tree in the terminal. And then there's just nothing like going through those big uh, set of yellow ears into the ship. Yep. And so, you know, look, obviously, as, as I'm looking over my my navigator, which you actually can get um, both on the app and, and there's a printed navigator when you walk on board, there's a ton of stuff to do. But embarkation day is a little bit different uh, when you walk in. If you're like me, you can do a little bit of exploring or like or I prefer to go directly to Cabana's and just start eating. I love there's nothing. Oh, you laugh, but I know you did it. too. No, I did it, too. There's nothing like sitting, you know, on the the aft deck of the ship with your six or seven plates from Cabana's looking out over the port just with that that excitement for disembarking because your room your stateroom isn't ready excuse me usually until 1 30 so depending on what time you board you do have some time to eat something as well as do a little bit of wandering and exploring before getting some time in your stateroom to uh to get yourself acclimated and then have the lifeboat drill later on in the afternoon and there is a full service restaurant for lunch if you didn't want to go to cabanas you know, I don't think I've I ever. I, I don't think I've ever done that. <laughs> I, I believe it or not, I've only done the full service. I've never gone uh, to you're a, you're a diva. I get that. I see. You know, <laughs> I'm I'm a diva as well. Then because I went to animators, <laughs> right? I like the to feel the service immediately. <laughs> They're very attentive. <laughs> it is, and it's, and it's not crowded. It, there's not a lot of people at the full sit down. Yeah, I mean, it, because because of the way they stagger, and it's simple and brilliant the way they sort of stagger the um, the embarkation times for everybody. Yes, uh, it works very very well. So you do that, you do the lifeboat drill, the sail away party. We won't go into it too much. Is f- basically it's the same for a very merry time cruise as it is for all the others, right? I didn't see anything different in terms of out on deck and the sail away party, there may have been a mention of it uh, during the show, but in terms of the actual content of the show, there was, yeah, there was uh, nothing, there was nothing different. about Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we spent some time just sort of wandering the ship and then for us. So when I cruise, um, I, I'm, I'm old and old school. I like dinner and then a show. So I prefer early seating. Do you guys do early or late seating? I, I, I do late, late, but I prefer early now because <laughs> I've learned. Mm. Amanda, you do late seating? Yes, and we were late. Our group would close the restaurants down. So we're talking 10, 15, we were finishing up. Wow. 
So I'm going to tell you the top 10 reasons why, and there's really only one, top one reason why you want to do early seating. Now, I know some people like to do late seating either because they maybe take a nap after you know activities during the day or getting back on board the ship. My logic is this. Yes, there is a sort of the dinner and then the show flow for me. But if you eat dinner at 540, if you sit for dinner at 545, then you're done. Then you can go to the show wherein you could also get snacks because there's popcorn and all that kind of stuff too. Then when you're done, it's still early enough to take advantage of some of the adult or family activities on board and you're still hungry enough to eat again. We'll talk about room service, deck 11. That's exactly why I keep trying to get early. You got it. Yahtzee. Yes. If I had a micro, I, mean, I do have a microphone, but I'm not going to drop it. So that's that's why I, I eat early so I can eat more often. <laughs> so, <laughs> food I is still gonna, ate plenty on the late. <laughs> I know. So food is going to come up uh, a lot. And our first night, was dinner at Animator's Palette, which, uh, as you know, Disney does rotational dining. On your key to the world card, you're given basically a, 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 a an itinerary. You'll have A, E, or R sort of letting you know what restaurant you're going to go to when. For us, on the we did Animator's, Enchanted Garden, and then twice, and then Royal Palace. Um, which is your favorite of the three? Mine is Enchanted Garden. Just not just the food, the way the place looks and feels, and I love it. Amanda, I love Animator's Palette for how it looks and the different shows. I think Enchanted Garden has my favorite food. I think Enchanted Garden's my favorite. Not just I like the decor, I like the vibe there. We'll talk about the tuna and avocado tower at length. I might need a separate show. I don't, just Lou, did you notice Enchanted Garden was decorated also this time? It was Christmas up. Was it? I was so focused on the menu and my plate <laughs> and hovering over it. So, so what? So, and I was also sitting close to the middle. So maybe because I wasn't on sort of the outer side. So were there? What what sort of de- decor was in the restaurant? I think it was like garland with garland like wreaths, but they mixed in with the flowers that are already there, and they turned colors with the flowers. So they did kind of blend in. But when you noticed it, you went, "Wow, it looked real," especially at night when the windows were darkened it looked amazing it was amazing absolutely incredible so let's talk about some of the things that were specifically there for the very merry time cruise again there was decor everywhere there was i just loved the music that just sort of echoed throughout the ship um actually in the atrium um a few times during the day in the evening there was actually cookies milk and hot chocolate yes right next to the gingerbread house which was nice um it was classic Christmas music, too, which I liked. It was. You can't beat Nat King Cole for Christmas. I, I agree with you, and I will I will confess something about all that uh, a little bit later on. But in terms of the actual activities and entertainment on board, and you guys correct me if, if my timing is wrong with any of this, Mickey's Tree Lighting Magic Ceremony was, I believe, the first experience that we had that took place in the evening about 7 30 in the atrium where the disney characters come out they lead everyone singing classic holiday carols there's a tree lighting um in this this tree that spans three decks in the atrium um one thing i loved two things i loved about this was one at one point they showed a short video 
with yes. some of the crew me- members and how they celebrate. So Hanukkah and Kwanzaa. And I, I think this, and sometimes, you know, having been on the number of crews I have, I don't always go to these, but this really sort of set the tone and the mood for me for the rest of the crews yeah. in terms of really getting me in the Christmas spirit. It respected other cultures while still making it Christmas. It was great. It was wonderful. And they still had all the characters and they had carols. They had the magical family that helped with the lighting. It had it all. I loved it. I did too. I, I, um, I thought it was, I thought it was a, a ton of fun and I did. I found myself like, even though I was by myself, I was, I, I met up with, you know, John and other friends uh, who were there, you know, not just to, to take pictures and to cover it, but to experience it um, as well. And then later on in the evening, about 1015, there was Santa's Winter Wonderland Ball, where this is where the big man, and I don't just mean you, John, the big man himself <laughs> comes out with the lovely Mrs. Claus. And it's this very sort of grand celebration that takes place all around you with, you know, there's, there's, there was a, trying to remember i think there was a the the pianist and somebody singing beforehand and then they had um disney characters come out and some holiday tunes and then a surprise from a couple of chili royal sisters spoiler alert i don't want to ruin it for everybody and then i will tell you if i'm if i'm getting my events this was one of the most unexpected fun times i had on the entire cruise because it didn't just snope in the atrium. It was a blizzard in the atrium. Like, I was giddy. I was, I'm not lying. Yeah. Between the music and the, I'm getting choked up again. I was choked up. Like, I, and I, I remember turning the camera on myself and, and videotaping. And I'm like, you're an idiot. Why are you doing this? But I wanted to capture my very unexpected yet authentic response to, to snope in the atrium. Like, we go on these cruises because we can quote unquote feel like a kid again. I felt like a kid again and I had no problem letting my inner emotional child out. I agree. That was the second night on my seven night. So did oh. they do anything different on the first night? Was there, was there any sort of a, a Christmas kickoff on the fantasy in your first night? There was the tree lighting. Okay. Magic on the first night. So I like that it was spaced out a little more because on the larger ships, those once one-time events tend to be pretty crowded. Uh, And even though you have people that can still be on decks four and five looking down, it was quite crowded. I would recommend if people really want to get a good spot that they go early because on the deck three, then people sat down on the floor. Yeah. So if you're okay doing that, that to me looked like the best spot to be. Yeah, I was um, right behind or sort of mixed in with a lot of the little kids who because I couldn't see. So I had to get close up. But actually, I did. I left dinner early um, to make sure that having done these before to make sure that I could get close enough because I didn't want to shoot video. So it started at 730. I think I actually I did. I bypassed dessert that night. <gasps> the humanity. I made up for it later. Don't worry. <laughs> I bypassed dessert so I could get out there uh, in time because you do sometimes have to navigate, no pun intended, the schedule 
to make sure you can see everything. And now everything is is on the app. You can favorite things. It, it pushes reminders to your phone, which I love. But I'm still kind of old school. Like I even have my like piece of paper. And, and yes, like my <laughs> I used highlighter to make sure I didn't miss anything. Uh, but that Amanda, you make a great point, too, about spacing out, not spaced out, but spacing out all of the events. Because one of the things I loved about this, and I'm going to embarrass myself probably a little or a lot, is that the very merry time cruise is from the second you embark to the moment you leave, right? There is the Christmas holiday spirit throughout. The Marvel and Star Wars days at sea are singular days at sea. They are they are themed days that overnight they magically sort of transform and overlay the ship with Marvel and Star Wars decor and and banners and bunting and characters and and whatnot, which the first time I did, it, I was like, wait, I wish it was every single day, although in the name it says day at sea. But I love the fact that this was something that really was part of the entire voyage, not just things that were on the schedule and the navigator, but just the entire way the ship was was decorated and the feel and the, and the theme of the trip itself. Absolutely. And even the officers and their all whites, when you first stepped on, they had the red and white striped scarves. Uh, and you you felt that no matter where you were. And some of the decorations, like you said, John, were really subtle. And others, like there was a beautiful, colorful Christmas tree outside of Animator's Palette. So every time yes. I walked by that, I just had to smile. It's beautiful. So, something else that might even go unnoticed, the Cafe Cove, or is it Cove Cafe? Cove Cafe is really decorated nice for Christmas. And not just that, the, the the drinks were themed. They had a gingerbread latte that was out of this world. And, you know, I, I remember Starbucks doesn't have gingerbread this year, but it's on the Disney dream, the cruise ship. So I'm, I'm happy. Yeah, like Lou said, it all goes, it's all been, it, it transforms the cruise. Yeah, the, uh, you know, the overall menus in the rotational dining are not necessarily changed or themed towards the holidays, but at places like Cove Cafe, at some of the bars and lounges where you can, if you choose to, if you want to buy a cocktail, if you want to buy something, there are a lot of themed beverages and and food items, and we'll get to merchandise uh, a little bit later as well. Um, So you can do as much or as little in terms of some of those add-on things too, if you want. And also an add-on that I did that I really immersed me in the whole holiday spirit. I, before the cruise, purchased the Light Up the Holiday Stateroom package. Uh, This was about $74, including tax. And I received, uh, as I walked into my stateroom for the very first time, this beautiful holiday throw on my bed, this ornament Mickey-shaped pillow, uh, a magnetic advent calendar, a fish extender holder that Disney made with three little pockets, wow. and then five hanging garlands <laughs> scattered throughout the room. And then every day my stateroom attendant would change where things were. So it was always a surprise to go into the room and see what she'd done with the throw and everything else. I failed to know this was an option. <laughs> oh, now it's in my home. I've already set it up. <laughs> That's so cool. I love that they're making their own fish extender holders now. Yes. Oh, that's great! Yeah, that's yeah, great. They seem and I think very you made, popular. I saw them hung up a lot. I think you made you you make a great point too, Amanda. About you, you there's just like a Disney World vacation. There's lots of ways to plus your experience even before you get on board. I don't mean just in terms of 
dining or spa reservations, but they can do a lot of themed decorating, whether it's a birthday, anniversary. You can order specialty foods or merchandise in your stateroom or, or when you schedule them. Um, so when you open up that door, there's something even, again, added on. And I didn't even know either that there was the uh, the maritime option as well. Yeah, I absolutely loved it. So that's under onboard gifts on the Disney Cruise Line website that you can order before. And they go pretty fast. So I recommend uh, ordering, especially if it's a, a themed cruise, ordering those as soon as you can. Yeah, I mean, you know, one thing we should mention, too, is like all Disney cruises, the themed cruises are very, very popular, um, you know, especially as you start to get closer, I think, to the um, the holidays. So some of these things, whether it's um, uh, some of those special things or Apollo or dining reservations uh, or even merchandise when you get on board, you know, they're, they're not docking anywhere and reloading the stores. So make sure you get what you want as early as you can. And, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the merch um, today. So our second day, Amanda, was Nassau. Where were you on your second day? My second and third days were at sea. Okay, which are my favorite days, by the way. So, yeah, uh, I agree. John, we had an opportunity, um, having been invited to experience the cruise by Disney, to get tours of things like the the kids club and some of the merchandise and food and beverage. Every time I go on these cruises, I wish I was a kid again, not just mentally, because the Oceaneers Club and the Lab and Vibe and Edge are just such cool places and spaces. And one thing that we do, spoiler alert again, when we do WDW Radio group cruises, uh, a lot of times we'll rent out the Oceaneers Club and the Oceaneers Lab at midnight. Amanda, don't listen because you're coming to work. We'll, we'll, we'll get them, we'll rent them out at midnight and we'll have a pajama party. And everybody goes to the club in their pajamas, which is a great visual, all these adults, in air quotes, walking through the decks of the ship in their pajamas at 1130 at night, lining up outside the kids club. And we go in and we get to experience them the way the kids do. And one of the things I love about the dream is they've got these incredibly themed areas like um, Woody's area and the Disney Infinity Room and Pixie Hollow and the Millennium Falcon cockpit. Galaxy's Edge is awesome, man, but you've got that same sort of mini experience on the dream as well. Did you? Yeah, John, you're almost jealous that you're not being checked in yeah, by someone right. and checked out. <laughs> um, Even the, that team place, the vibe. Yeah, you could you could regress back and go. Okay, I would like this. Remember that little cubby holes that we were able to sit in with the video games. Yeah, that was those are pretty cool. And the, you know, much like the adults have their district. The kids areas, again, not to go too far down this rabbit hole, but the kids areas, you know, the there's the small world nursery for, I think, up to five. And then the the club is from like six to 12 and then 14 to 17. And they sort of go up and up. And each space is specifically designed for that age range. So there's video games. There's a juice bar. They the um, vibe has their own kids pool area which was super cool, man. Like, it's just them. They don't have to worry about parents sort of hovering. They can just be themselves in a very safe, comfortable, well-themed yeah. environment that's specifically dedicated to them. And I think it's it's brilliant. And for those people who say, well, I don't want to go on a Disney cruise. I don't have kids. And there's going to be kids running around everywhere. Trust me, your kids are going to go into the kids clubs and not want to come out because I'm an adult and I didn't want to come out. 
I toured Edge and Vibe. Uh, they were both really amazing. And I saw some holiday decorations in both those clubs too. Yeah. The, um, they're, they're super cool. And, and, and I love, um, my kids are now in the age where they can start going to Vibe and they've got that sun deck and the splash pools and, you know, there's dance parties and, and they can do a lot of, of, um, uh, different things without having to worry about, um, you know, their parents sort of being there and as they tell us we do embarrassing them all the time. But um, John, we also were able to get a, a tour of some of the merchandise locations. So on the dream, there's uh, Mickey's main sales, sea treasures and white caps retail shops. And a couple of things of note, for this very merry time cruise was the introduction of a new color, which I know for a lot of people, this is a big deal. Nautical Navy is sort of the new color theme in terms of the ears and the backpacks and the spirit jerseys. And there were audible gasps from some of the men and women who were touring with us when they brought those out. And I will say, although I'm not a spirit Jersey guy, I dug the color and they're actually beautiful. So the worst part of that merchandise tour, the moich, <laughs> was that we were not allowed to purchase anything during the tour. Yeah. Yeah. I know, Amanda. <laughs> I see your face. I agree. So there was a gingerbread uh, plush that smelled of gingerbread. I went back afterwards and they were sold out. Yeah. So if you see something good that's, you know, Christmassy, that's themed for the cruise, get it while you can. But there was a lot of cool, even just specific cruise Disney Cruise merchandise there that was excellent. Which I love is that they do have some things that are available in the parks, but they also right. had a lot of things, whether they were ornaments, wall decor, shirts, spirit jerseys, ears, um, um, decorations that were specific to Disney Cruise Line. Uh, and it's very, very tempting to not just be like, take all here, just take my card and, yep. you know, and have and I th- and I posted on my Instagram stories and and photos and I'll share again on the site um, photos of a lot of the very very cool themed merchandise whether it was plush and you can find them and one thing they've done now and Amanda tell me if they've done that on the fantasy too this from what I understand is the first time they ever had a dedicated store just for holiday items I know sometimes that store they'll they'll sell. Um, uh, it, it does rotate in terms of the merchandise, but I've never seen it be a dedicated holiday store until these the recent maritime cruises. Was yours the same, Amanda? No, and we didn't see this nautical navy either, so I'm a little jealous of that. But um, I did my shopping the first day because I knew, like you said, they don't get a chance to restock. But the uh, holiday items were scattered between Mickey's Mainsail and the Sea Treasures. And I saw a lot of uh, very maritime short sleeve, long sleeve T-shirts, some really cool hoodies, uh, spirit jerseys, tumblers, mugs, and different Christmas ornaments. And also a limited release um, Disney Cruise Line holiday pin, um, which I did buy. (laughs) So, But they were scattered. I had to go among the two different stores. Which is part of the fun, you know. Part of the fun is is a little bit of the the treasure hunt. Um, and I was totally fine with it, and still managed to find plenty to buy. So. Oh, it also pays to mention the popcorn buckets. The Christmas popcorn buckets are available at the theaters. Uh, did you see that, Amanda? Also, 
I did. I saw a few varieties that I think are also the same as what's in the parks. Yes. But I did see those and they were very popular too. And there were a few edibles uh, in the gift shops that were holiday themed, like Rice Krispie treats, um, but not too many. Oh, I didn't see anything that was not holiday themed in the in the gift shop. Oh, wait, maybe I'm just thinking of the theater part, maybe in the gift shop. Yeah, I did see them sort of um, interspersed in in different locations, um, a few little holiday things here and there. Um mm-hmm. And I'm not even talking about Tiffany's yet. So <laughs> um, we also got a uh, a tour and met with some of the folks from the food and beverage team. I think we touched on a little bit some of the different locations as well as the the additional holiday theming. Did you guys uh, I, listen in the spirit of research only? Of course, I try to eat everywhere. So in the rotational diner, we hit all the three restaurants. I also went to Flo's Cafe quite often late night on Deck 11. Um, I know we had a chance, John and I, we didn't get to eat together, but we had uh, brunch at Palo, which is oh. still one of... Oh, and again, their <laughs> decorations were absolutely stunning. The, I didn't even see decorations. Too, like- All I saw was the little buffet of food and the tuna and my lasagna <laughs> and my six plates. <laughs> I can't help it. Sorry. Um, I did not get to Remy. I did not get a chance to go. I've only been to Remy once. Um, so I have, I didn't get a chance to go in um, at all. But did you guys, were there any other than your, your peppermint mocha latte frappuccino thing, whatever you had, did either of you find and partake in any of the other themed holiday food or drinks? Because we did get a chance to see a display of some of them. Um, but I didn't get a chance to actually go and try some of the coffees and, and whatnot. I think the coffee is the only thing I can remember. Wasn't there doing. a cocktail? I think there was a cocktail as well. I have to look back on my pictures and, and my notes in terms of description. Um, I'm surprised I didn't find it because I found a lot of cocktails. But <laughs> <laughs> there, there were um, decorating gingerbread cookies that I suppose you could eat those after you decorated them. <laughs> I did not do that. That was something you had to sign up for in advance. Well, and and we can sort of touch on that too because there were a, there there were a lot of uh, opportunities for both kids and adults to sign up for just like many of the other. I mean, there's dozens, if not hundreds, of activities going on throughout the day. Um, so, did you do any of the? I think there was a cookie decorating and a gingerbread decorating. Any of those? Any of those classes? Nope. I went to Sense's Rainforest Spa. <laughs> Me that too. For the first did, time. Is that, was that, come on, was that amazing? It was amazing. <laughs> I need to do it every cruise now. Yes. I don't and think there was not, any, there was no holiday overlay. overlay there was no holiday overlay, <laughs> but it don't matter. For that price, go to the Rainforest Spa. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I'm not, I, I don't go, I mean, I think I, I might've told even you, John, when we were on board or maybe you and Amanda, when I saw you, I, I realized on, on the last couple of cruises that I've been to, I don't really get a chance to go to the spa because usually it's a group and we've got a lot of stuff going on and, and I'm running around doing stuff behind the scenes. Uh, I find that even on this cruise, I'm like, okay, I'm by myself. I'm going to carve out some time. I'm going to check out the spa. I, I don't know how to relax anymore. I was very uncomfortable because I just, I, my mind was going, I'm like, I got to go. I need to go and, and, you know, go do something. But those, the, the rainforest room and those tile uh, 
heated tile chairs. Um, (laughs) It's easy to get lost, lost in there in terms of just wanting to, to stay um, and relax. Um, But there were, I want to look at some of the other things I know you can do. um, There's, uh, there's a gingerbread cookie family decorating thing. And I think there's also a ginger, you can also sign up for a gingerbread house making experience as well. Uh, which I did not do on this one, but I know if people have done in the past. Did you guys do? I think eat? they changed that out to just the gingerbread cookies. Just, is it just the cookies? Yeah. Okay. That was uh, what I had my research showed before the cruise. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so again, this was um, day two was our day at Nassau. I, I really don't get off in Nassau anymore. Um, I I think if you've seen it once or twice, unless you, there's specific shopping or excursions that you want to do. I think this is a great opportunity to take advantage of oftentimes a a nearly empty ship. This was our first night at Enchanted Garden. We all mentioned this as being one of, if not our favorite restaurants. I have two words for you and they are tuna, avocado, tower. I know it's three words, but I get them. I think about it and I get so, so excited. Um, And that night, and it's not special to the cruise, but that night for us was the Beauty and the Beast show. John, did you go see it? Yes. I cry. I have to see Beauty and the Beast multiple times if possible because I think it's better than the Broadway show, which I've seen eight times. Wow. (laughs) When I lived in New York. So, yeah, I I love that show. I saw it last year. It was very, very good. Right, you can't describe somebody going on a cruise ship. I cannot describe to them. Uh, we went with Banks Lee from Attractions Magazine, and he expected a great show. But looking over at him, seeing it for the first time, crying, I felt like I was there for the first time again. And I realized it is as great as I think it is. It's just a very well done production that just, you know, it's it's more like the live action film than the cartoon. So I I just love it. Well, I think it's a it's a wonderful blending of elements from the live action film and the classic animated feature. And as somebody who was a, a, a theater kid, you know, I was a theater major for a little while. Um, even when I went to to college, I was I'm always amazed at just what they are able to build in that theater. Yeah. You forget that you are at sea and what goes on, you know, below and backstage and and in the wings, and those high definition projections and the scenery is not static it's it's dynamic i mean it literally moves in a very quote-unquote magical kind of way um it's fascinating it's it's a beloved story that's um really brought to life on a very different scale that you would not imagine on board a ship Uh, i think it's remarkable what they do they did mention Um, they won an award I don't remember what it was, but it was some award that goes like instead of a uh, Tony, it's an award that can go to anything that's not Broadway and they want it. It's the first time it's been won on a cruise ship and they deserve it. Every, every piece yeah. of that. Wow. Now, Amanda, I, Beauty and the Beast does not, does it play on the fantasy as well? No, I saw Aladdin and Frozen, a musical spectacular. Oh, and- was- they were both phenomenal and they don't use just the stage not to spoil anything, but I found sitting back a little gave me a far better view because there are projections all over the theater. There are performers in the aisles. It was just very a sensory experience, not just watching. 
And it was just both shows were so well done. Makes me want to try that other ship now. Yeah. And speaking of sensory experiences, I I, I want to mention something that was um, that I know people have asked me about before and, and was a question that was asked when we were talking to um, the cruise director. Disney is very, very hyper aware of of sensory issues and allergy issues and special needs for guests. And, you know, for a lot of guests, they say. Walt Disney World, Disneyland are sometimes the only places they can go with their family member who might have a special need because of how accommodating they are. We're even seeing that continuing to grow, not just with allergy friendly items, but gluten, vegan, sensory. Um, Disney is is very hyper aware of of adults and children that have sensory issues. And the cruise line is as well. Even in the Buena Vista Theater, some of the showings of movies are sensory friendly, which means the lights are turned up, the volume is a little bit lower. um, There's, you know, there's headphones or there's so they do a lot of things to accommodate. And I want to sort of call that out because if you have a need or a concern or a question, whether it's dietary, sensory, or medical or otherwise. All you need to do is ask. You, If you have a dietary requirement and you want to go to Flo's VA Cafe at 11 o'clock at night and you can't have cheese or gluten, if you ask, they will make accommodations or will do whatever they can to try and do that. They'll, they are also doing that <clears throat> excuse me, proactively with sensory issues and things like that. And I love the fact that they recognize that there is something that some guests um, or even individual guests might have a certain need or requirement for, and they really go out of the way to accommodate. Look, that's why if maybe your kids are tired or your panda is tired or there's a a potential sensory issues, you can watch the um, theater shows in your stateroom. So you don't have to worry about sitting there in the dark with a lot of the effects and things like that if maybe there's a sensitivity to it. And and I just I think it, it bears mentioning because it's it's very, very important. And I love the fact that they are not just reactive, but proactive as well. And the same goes for the kids clubs. I had a friend that sailed with her husband and kids last year. And her son has uh, sensory issues and his first day in the kids club was not a happy one. And when she went to pick him up, the cast member said to her, what can I do to make this better for both him and you? And they really worked with her and it did change. And he had a wonderful time, wanted to be in the kids club. I love it. I love it. Um, So uh, I want to sort of use this day and this, this evening to sort of ask, you know, again, looking at the navigator, and the dozens and dozens of uh, activities and opportunities that were on there, and even not necessarily specific to a very maritime cruise. Did you partake in any of the the different activities or events um, uh, on board, either this day or throughout the cruise, that you found memorable, entertaining, a must-do, or just, you know, just fun? You know, I did observe the... Santa Claus greeting by the tree. And it's funny because you would think, okay, you know, even though it's Disney, it's a cruise ship, maybe it's just like a really good mall Santa. And it's not, it's, 
it rivals things that you've seen at the, you know, the epicness of Santa greeting. It's the best Santa I've ever seen at the best tree in the best area. It's it's just gorgeous. No, no, no. It's I know the it's the it's Santa. Santa. What do you mean? It's he just a- looks better than usual. Well, listen, if I was Santa Claus, look, look, the guy works one day a year. He's cruising <laughs> for like two months. Of course, he's going to look good. No, he's he he really he brought the best suit with him on the cruise. He's in the best area. He and looked very relaxed. He looked yeah, he very does. very relaxed. He does. Um, uh, but did you go like to even you know one of the things I love doing and I did it a couple of times on this. Um, was like there's some of the trivia con like obviously look I'm a trivia nerd like that's how I got started. I saw you mess. won. Um, so yeah, so we did Disney movie trivia. So I was with Jeremiah and Tess who were from Laughing Place, and it's all it was all them. I just was there, you know. Um, we won um, Disney movie trivia. I think it was on this day, and the next day I went by myself <laughs> because you can like Amanda. I'm I'm. It, a testament to what you talk about. I went by myself to do Marvel trivia. I'm like, I've got nothing else going on. I'm going to go and just check it out. I went to, to six, eight, seven. I was not the only person in there by himself. I, I don't get out much. So I, I did win, which was a lot of fun. Um, and it was great. And, and it was a great opportunity to meet people as well. Like you can go alone, but not be lonely. Does that yeah. make any sense? Right. You can, you can, sure. you can interact with people. Cause that's one of the things like going to Disney world, like everybody's just so happy and so friendly. Like I had such a fun time. I didn't feel like, Oh, I'm going by myself. I should feel awkward. Like, so Amanda, you know, talk to that point. I mean, John, I know you were not just with people in our group, but you had somebody with you, but going but alone, I wouldn't feel uncomfortable alone. I don't no. think. And Amanda should have called me because I'll go again. <laughs> Next Amanda's, time. Like, Amanda's making so many friends right now who just like, listen, if you need a second, I'll go. We'll split it. Um, I love it. But yeah, I, I love trivia. I love the music trivia. Um, the cruise host, her name was Joe Slow. I think she was on the Wonder before this, and she is a riot. So she ran all of the music trivia. And I think that she would note okay, she's coming by herself. And at one point she grabbed me when the game changed to who am I explanation said, do you want to be an explainer? I said, what is that? And she really engaged me, saw that I was alone, had me really participate, but other people would come in during the trivia and it was a crowded, you know, it was in O'Gill's pub. It was crowded and they would sit next to me and they would automatically just start joining my team and answering with me. And it was a great way to talk with people that way. I also really enjoyed the art of the theme show tour of the ship. And that was a small group. I was able to talk with people in the group and with the cast members. And it was a good way to just get familiar with the ship, do it early in the cruise and to see all of the decorations that I hadn't seen yet. And I said, Oh, that's where the D lounge is. I mean, it just takes a while to figure out the ship, you know, uh, that was wonderful. And then I did a uh, tasting of mojitos and caparinas, which was a lot of fun. And just coincidentally, two of my dining table mates had signed up for that same tasting before the cruise. So we sat together, but it was in skyline lounge and we were sitting across from people and it was very conducive to just talking with each other while we're sipping our four drinks, not to mention great value for one hour, four drinks. It was $24. Wow. Which, uh, and we asked if we could stay in there after the hour was up to finish our drinks. <laughs> it was a lot to drink, but it, it was a really fun tasting. 
So I had several activities that I really enjoyed. The bingo also, I thought was a lot of fun. And that's a great family activity. Yes. I yeah. did do the bingo. We won $250. Wow. Wow. But, and it seems really hard to win, but there were, there were a good amount of winners. Nice. And and I love that about this, this ship is that you can decide, you can, you really can sort of create your own itinerary based on how much you want to do or not to look for some people just chilling in their room watching. Look, it, before there was Disney plus there were the movies on demand on the Disney cruise line. There are dozens and dozens of move, Disney movies, TV shows um, uh, through the decades that you can watch in your stateroom. So if you just want to chill in your room with your virtual porthole or out on your balcony or at the Cove Cafe, you can do it. You could interact and, and be out as much as you want. You could spend as much or as little as you want. I, I was going to save it for the end, but I actually I, I, I tried to do an experiment on this cruise, which was can I take this cruise and not spend a dime on board? Can I go for four days and not spend any money? And how would I feel? Would I feel like I missed out on anything? So other than I, I ran a contest on Instagram while I was there. So other than having to buy the contest winner the prize, I spent $0 on the cruise. And I never, I didn't feel like I missed out on anything. Like I had the best time and and I call that out because I want people to understand that you can take this cruise, excuse me, and save for, and we'll talk about Paulo or Remy, save for maybe treating yourself to Paulo or Remy or a day in the rainforest room, you can easily do this cruise without having to spend an additional dime if you don't want to. There's a lot of other cruise lines that, yes, maybe the the price of entry is lower. So you compare, oh, Disney versus this cruise line, look at the disparity in prices. That may be true, but but when you get on board, you're sort of, forgive that, you're sort of nickel and dime throughout the entire way that in terms of buying a soda package, buying a drink package, buying, you know, better quality food, all of a sudden, you know, the, 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 the levels become a little bit more equal to both having done it and, and yeah, try even it. the room service on yeah. others. They'll say it's free, but it's, it was not other cruise lines have like a $7 or $9 delivery charge. Um, Ooh. Yeah, it's and you also do not have people hounding you for any sales. No, never, nowhere. And that's just an experience thing. And it wasn't just day one on other ships; it was every day. Yeah. So I, I wish they would all. Yeah. the The biggest thing I hear is, "Oh, Disney is a little too expensive for my family." And and like Lou just said, you know, let's uh, don't compare what you're comparing there. If you really put it down to it, yes, it still might be a little more expensive, but not as much as you think. And the the value of the experience, right? Yes. The value of the experience is what you are paying for. Like, 100%. I have never walked out of a Disney cruise, a, a, a Disney park feeling, you know, I really didn't get my money's worth. I've always felt the opposite. Like, wow. like Can't my, wait to go back. Right. And my expectations were so exceeded. And this, and this cruise was no exception. It had nothing to do with being an invited guest. 17 cruises doing it like, I feel that way. Every single time. Um, and and that's just me and how I feel. And your mileage may vary, but 
it's why I love and I go on and I recommend the cruises so highly um, because of the way that you're made to feel, um, which I think I is remarkable. At my dinner, t- dinner table, there was a couple that had been on 35 Disney cruises and wow. keep going back. I think they'd done three this year. Uh, they love it and keep going back. And that's what I want to do. <laughs> and they, without, you want to be adopted by that family. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't have kids with them, Amanda? No, they did not have kids. See, that that's what I find, too, is a lot of people say, oh, how could you go without kids? You know, I really, they don't bother me, number one, and I don't see a lot of them, especially if I go to my adult section, or but they're usually in their kid section. Right. You know. And I think people don't don't necessarily realize, too, that it's not just... You know, the nighttime, there's the adult district with the different lounges and and we didn't even talk about places like um, the district lounge or 687 or pink or evolution. But the kids have their own areas as well. But even during the day, the, the pool area. Right. So there's the family pool. There's a Mickey pool for kids. There's Nemo's Reef for younger kids. There's Donald's pool, which is sort of the the regular the large family pool which I love being out there watching movies on funnel vision and getting yeah, stuffing my face with flows and ice cream, like, <laughs> which is included by the way, all included. I ate my weight in banana ice cream, FYI, but there's also two adults only options. There's the quiet cove pool and the cove bar. And there's also the satellite sun deck um, with satellite falls, which has this circular splash pool. It's always super quiet. I mean, like, super quiet um, oh and that no cove cafe yeah cove cafe um even no- the um even the the vista lounge on deck four sometimes is nice to go get a cup yep. of coffee and just sit and sort of just hear the ambient music but you know having done so many of these cruises as group cruises i'm always delighted and amazed how many people come not as families they come as individuals they come as friends or or groups of adults um it's not like everybody who comes on these group cruises is family and i think that's sometimes the the misconception people have about disney cruises is you don't have to be the quote-unquote traditional family of you know mom dad two and a half kids the dog on the white picket fence how you define family can be everything from you going by yourself to you going with 30 of your in-laws like a typical Italian Christmas. Um, and I think, Amanda, that's one of the things that that you love talking about is these cruises, like all of Disney, is for everybody. And you can, you can, and I think sometimes should go alone and not say, well, I can't go because I don't have kids. It doesn't matter. Absolutely. I met a group on one of my uh, excursions, Tortola. They were 10 women who used to work together and some were still working, some retired, but they go on Disney cruises together all the time. Some of them had group shirts made up and they, they have a blast. Yeah, I love it. Um, I, I love it. And I think, you know, it's you cruise how you are most comfortable cruise. That's why I love doing the group cruises, because even if you go with us by yourself or with a group of friends, you could make New, you know that you're going to make new friends if you want to, or if you just want to chill on your own, you can do that too. So our day three was my favorite day. It's Castaway Key. Um, it's also Pirates in the Caribbean night. Even Castaway Key was decked out with decorations. Like I loved walking off the ship and there was that beautiful Christmas tree with some of the shells and there was this snow people, um, a lot of garlands throughout the island. There was even some... Uh, island themed 
holiday music. Um, I go to my secret little spot near Cookies 2 Barbecue, and I just sat in the shade for a little while until I freaked out because I can't don't know how to relax. But but I love um, Castaway Key, and I love how it's decorated for the holidays, too. I, I agree with that. The, the decorations on Castaway were great. I, I loved it, and I my room was on that side of the ship when we backed in, you know, seeing the tree and the sleigh and the snow family there. And that was the hot spot, of course, for photos. So I waited until after I was getting back on the ship was a better chance to get photos of that. Yeah, it's beautiful. And did you, um, did you spend a day on the Island? Did you eat on the Island? Did you go to the adults section or did you stay on the, the regular family side? Yes. And in fact, it was um, a little disappointing. We were late to the Island because we had a family who was late boarding in St. Thomas and then we had a sea day from St. Thomas to Castaway Key, and we encountered some, not bad weather, but there was a tropical storm that was churning up some waves. So it was by far the windiest day and the waviest day. So we arrived late to Castaway Key. So I didn't get on the adult beach until after 11, which, you know, everyone loves Castaway Key and every minute there counts. So before we knew it, time to eat lunch before they closed. But we, um, again, I met up with people who, I was at dinner with, um, they did, they walked the 5k, asked me to save them a couple chairs. They rented floaties, you know, the rafts. So we were out on those, even though the water was a little cold, uh, had the barbecue, had a wonderful time. I had the pleasure of experiencing a cabana there in the past, not on this trip. That was pretty amazing. <laughs> I would, uh, I know it's hard to get. You have to really book it in advance. Have you done that Lou? I have. Um, uh, Isn't that just amazing? It, it is. It's beautiful and it's wonderful. Obviously, it, it is a paid add-on. Um, but uh, thanks to our friends over at MBI and Mouse Travel, <laughs> Travel, we were able to um, to experience it a couple times on some of the the group cruises, and and they're they're lovely. And there's there's ones there's cabanas on the family beach, and there's cabanas on serenity bay the adult side um as well so wherever you're most comfortable um yeah if you can travel travel with becky at mouse fan travel you probably get a good <laughs> chance of checking a uh a cabana out there but no, if you could split the cost with a bunch of other people yeah. that's really the way to do it yeah and i think yeah. and that's the key if you're able to split the cost all of a sudden it's it it becomes you know um relatively reasonable depending it's on really what luxury budget. island living yeah is there uh, a limit to how many people fit in a cabana I want to say ten. I'm going off. I, I, it's either ten, 10 or twelve. Or 12. I think yeah, it's it 10. might be twelve. Yeah, it might be. It might be twelve. You might be right. Um, that would be worth it to split it. Absolutely, it is. And am I correct? The food that we got there, there was it had its own area just for the cabanas. I think so. There, so Serenity Bay has the adult area has its own um, smaller uh, buffet, which is is almost identical to Cookies and Cookies Two, although. Um, Serenity Bay also serves steak. You get ribeye steaks at Serenity oh. Bay. In case you, in case you were wondering, that's the reason to go. I actually, um, I rented a bike um, and I took a bike out to Serenity Bay. And if you get a chance to either do the five k or just take a walk or a bike ride on your own, you should go out to the Lookout Tower and walk up to the top of the Lookout Tower. You get a spectacular view of the island. I this is not going to come as a shock to you. I love cast. I love cookies barbecue. I do. Like I, I get this little grin on my face, not just because of the ice cream machines, but like I love the hamburgers and the spicy chicken sandwich and the ribs and the cornbread. 
And I mean, don't judge. It looks like I sat with four people judging by the number no, of trips. No, this was multiple trips. This, this was multiple trips. No, it was one trip. <laughs> so I literally had two cast, two crew members go, sir, do you sure you don't want help carrying that? And I'm like, I got this. I'm good. I look like I was um, like I was juggling two trays, but it was all in the name of research. But I love it. Um, I, I love Castaway uh, Day. I love the, the add-on of the decorations. And that night is pirate night there's two deck parties that the pirates in the caribbean deck party and then there's the buccaneer blast where if you've never seen disney's fireworks at sea um they were the first cruise line to do it i still think they're the best cruise line to do it there is nothing better than being up on deck 11 or deck 12 and watching those fireworks shot off the side of the ship i had a somewhat different experience that night um because i had palo dinner that night So I was dressed up, not dressed in the pirate garb, which some of these people look like they just stepped out of Pirates of the Caribbean movie. I mean, it's really amazing. Yes. Um, But I finished dinner and decided I didn't want to go up amongst the crowd that was already going to be on deck 11. So I went to the Ooh La La Champagne Bar and had myself a glass of champagne. The piano player was in there. And for a while, I was the only person in there with the bartender and the piano player. And he played Disney movie trivia. I'd guess what movies they were from. (laughs) And then I saw it was about time for the fireworks. So I went out on deck four, starboard side. There were crews standing there. I thought this is a good sign. And the fireworks went off right above my head. And there was no crowd. That's really cool. Yeah, it was a really nice experience. Now I don't want to negate going up and seeing the show and seeing the fireworks with nothing above your head. That's a wonderful experience. <laughs> I did it last year, but this for me, it was still dressed up. You oh, know, I nice. still just had a cocktail. <laughs> it really was a very wonderful experience. Did you find some of those little hidden alcoves on deck four, just outside of pink? And skyline, those sort of that have sort of the wavy kind of teak wood and those sunken hidden seats on the side. Oh, yes, in so between nice. there and D Lounge, yeah. there's some beautiful seats. There, yeah, yeah, uh, and there's a lot. Of, that, that's one of the things I love about these ships is there's so many little nooks and crannies um, to find. All right, let, let's move on because uh, day four was our day at sea. Days at sea are actually my favorite days because I love being able to explore and enjoy the ship. Uh, the Disney dream and the Disney fantasy, in addition to having Mickey's main sale and some of the other shopping that we mentioned before, both have a, un- a very unique um, shopping experience available on board. And it's Tiffany and Company. And I mean a full-blown, like, as if it came out of your local high-end shopping mall, if they still exist where you live, uh, are full Tiffany stores. And one thing that you might not know that they offer is breakfast at Tiffany's. Did you guys do that? Did not. I did not. Oh, you got to, Kate, we got to go back. So I did breakfast at Tiffany's, um, which is on sea days from, I think it's around 10 to 11 in the morning. You can go in. It's free. You don't have to make reservations. You can walk in and they have white glove service of blue mimosas, alcoholic and non, as well as uh, croissants and little muffins and little treats. It was lovely. I felt like Audrey Hepburn. I was like, this is fabulous. Um, And it was so nice. And there's no sort of sales pressure. It's just come in and wander. And it's just 
so beautiful and so elegant. And I walked out unscathed in terms of <laughs> not not having bought anything. But I just thought that was such a neat thing that if, again, if you sort of peel back the layers of the onion, sometimes you'll find things. I don't even think it's on. I don't think Breakfast at Tiffany's, I, I didn't even see it on the Navigator. I only, I had made uh, friends with, with one of the the wonderful ladies in there and she's like oh you should come back tomorrow morning for breakfast at tiffany's i'm like what is this really a thing i thought she was like goofing on me and she's like no come back tomorrow and it was lovely um so now you have to go back and do it definitely i heard about it rather last minute and uh i also went to dinner at remy so i received an invitation to go to tiffany's um, and I also didn't have time to do that. There's always so many things to do and I never get to all of them. I just love the fact that Amanda said, I didn't have time to go to Tiffany's because I was on my second meal at <laughs> I had to do all the adults only. I did Paolo dinner, Remy brunch and Remy dinner. And what was your favorite of the three? Oh, <laughs> why do I have to choose? If you could snap your fingers and go and experience one with me, obviously right now, what would it be? Oh, Remy dinner. Nice. John, have you done, have you done Remy? I have not. The Palo I did for dinner. And then when we did it for brunch, I think Palo brunch, which we did on that sea day uh, after my breakfast at Tiffany's, I went to Palo for, for brunch um, and sat with a couple other people um, in our group. I think Palo brunch is just the perfect combination of casual elegance and just the selection of food there is an additional charge for Palo brunch it's uh 40 plus the cost of any alcoholic beverages if um you want to, obviously you need to make reservations for these uh ahead of time sometimes you can actually get on board go right to guest services um, and keep calling throughout your cruise to see if people cancel I love Palo Brunch for oh so many reasons. It's sort of a multi-level, multi-course experiential dining thing. And I've said this in the past. Uh, I've had dinner at Remy once um, with Her Majesty uh, Becky Mankin of MEI Mouse Fan Travel. I think it is far and away the best, not just the best Disney dining experience, one of the best dining experiences I've ever had anywhere. I think dinner at Remy is better than dinner at Victorian Alberts, and I will stick by that. Ooh, that's a good claim. Yeah. Wow. And if you don't believe me, take me to both, and I'll show you. I'll <laughs> prove it to you. <laughs> and if I'm wrong, it's still a win-win for everybody. So. <laughs> now, John, you had you had done Palo brunch before, or was that your first time? That was my first time doing brunch. I had only done dinner before. It was food that it scared me. There was so much food. <laughs> And if it's scaring me, it's too much. Your name is literally Big Fat Panda. The fact that it scares listen, you. Is okay, <laughs> listen. When they say here, have an omelet, have a waffle, and then we're going to bring you chicken parmesan and lasagna. That's scary. That I needed to get bolognese. my hand stamped and oh, come back later. The lasagna bolognese is to die for. It was fantastic. And our, our last names end in vowels. So we know quality <laughs> lasagna and bolognese, and you put those yeah. two together Yahtzee and, um, and the flatbread, the the crust yeah. with the margarita pizza that oh, was also the great. spicy Italian sausage is Ugh. and the goat cheese and the cannolis and the tiramisu. All the desserts so I did the oh, brunch wait. last year. 
Oh, the whole room there, it wasn't even dessert. It was like antipasta. And, oh, it was too much. It is the best. Sticky buns. Forty. Oh, the God, the cinnamon. Jeez. The this tuna. The tuna. Literally, I called ahead. Out of Tuna Tower. Please, I called Disney. I said, "Listen, I'm coming on board. You call the ocean. You need more tuna." And they got it. And that seared tuna with it was just—it's remarkably good. It is is so so good. Um, Wait, Mangello, focus. Get back on track. (laughs) Okay, let's. Okay, so after our post, after our post Apollo naps, uh, this for us, and I know. You had a couple more days of... of I um, did take a nap after it. You have to take a nap. And I really the, did. You have to, one, buy stretchy pants. Um, <laughs> I'm not kidding because you eat... And then you need to allot time for a nap. Um, I did. But for us, this was our final day. So this is where the remainder of... And a lot of the Christmas time activities uh, took place. So I actually went to... Story time with Mrs. Claus in the atrium, which I was really going just to sort of watch the crowds, see what it was like. I was surprised. I don't know why I'm getting choked up. I was surprised at how much I love this. <laughs> it was so stupid. Like she she read Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and the night before Christmas. And there's a surprise at the end with some other, you know, special guests come out. And, you know, photos and and some, you know, merry time had by all. And I don't know if it was the fact that I was missing my children or watching the faces of the kids and then watching the faces of the moms and dads like choked up and like tears streaming down their faces, just watching their kids. It was like a Hallmark show without the commercials, like the kids with their heads in their hands, like wide-eyed mouths agape just watch they couldn't believe mrs claus was like right there um i I loved it and it did i it it clearly evoked an emotional response from me now i missed this was it by the tree it was it was not in palo you were still in palo at this point (laughs) i probably i was probably there i missed it as well i i saw santa a few times by the tree and families and matching PJs, getting their photos with Santa. But I, I'm disappointed I missed that. That sounds really magical. And look, it's obviously something that's that's really more for, you know, kids and, and families and things like that. But um, it was just, it was very, very touching to watch. And then when all the characters come out, and there was no formal, I mean, look, there's, there's characters throughout the ship. There's plenty of... Oh, yeah, yeah, like Mel was in her Christmas... Bella was Rapunzel had a little bit of stuff going on. I love Tiana. I just love Tiana. She's so sweet. I can't wait to see her on the wonder in a couple of weeks. Um, But yeah, Belle had her, her uh, burgundy, which is one of my favorite, her Christmas gown on, um, which was beautiful, but um, watching the characters dance and play with the kids and just sort of this um, organized free for all was just phenomenal. Um, I loved it. I loved it. Um, so that night was dinner at Royal Palace, um, and then there were there were two entertainment offerings going on that night. So Believe, um, which is a great show, I've seen it a gazillion times. I love the story; it still gets me in all the feels because you know it's the dad and his daughter getting older. And it look, I I oh now I'm really gonna cry. 
Like I literally missed my daughter's 16th birthday to go on this cruise. Um, so I could not go to believe cause I would have been a blubbering fool. Had I been, did either of you see believe I did again. I, I saw it on the dream last year. It was also offered on the fantasy, but I didn't go. <laughs> I, I, I was somewhere again that night. I, I can see why you'd get the feels, Lou. I get them, and I don't have a daughter. I totally get it. Yeah, all the all the feels um, up in there. But uh, later on that night, you, you, John, you you talked about going on a three day cruise, which is a great way to dip your toe in the water of cruise line and then easily get hooked. It's amazing how fast. <clears throat> excuse me. Four days goes as well. Um, that night they had, <clears throat> excuse me, the um, see you real soon um, sort of farewell party. <clears throat> this too had a holiday addition and overlay to it. Now, I, I know, Amanda, yours was a couple of days later. Did you both stay awake or stay up um, to to see it? I did not. Were you literally in Palo the entire cruise, Panda? I did go back. I told you I got my hand stamped. They let me in all week after that. I, I did I not have my omelet. I missed it too, unfortunately, but I, I understand there were some carolers there and all the characters were there. It was, um, there was, it was a great sort of way to round out the show. I don't want to spoil it, but there were carolers dressed in Victorian garb, singing uh, a wonderful medley of Christmas songs. And then, uh, other characters and a few other special guests come out, um, not just Mickey Mouse, but <clears throat> some of his other close friends that you may or may not be seeing on the 25th or 24th, depending on, you know. Um, but the, the again, this, this integration of getting the audience and not just the kids, but the adults as well involved in Christmas caroling in the atrium of the dream. Like I found myself sort of putting my, my camera down and, and just looking around and watching three decks full of people singing Christmas carols. Um, it did. It, it just, my heart swelled, um, you know, and, and I was like, we almost forget that we're at sea somewhere and how Disney's able to capture that, that it doesn't matter what, if anything you celebrate, but how they're able to capture that spirit of the season and bring it on board the ship like that. It is, it's something special. And I loved it. And like, I'm hooked on, like, I need to bring my family back on a maritime cruise. And it is worth mentioning that I'm sorry, go ahead. I no, I was just going to say, I would definitely go back on a maritime cruise. Uh, there's something just extra special about it. And I would not hesitate going back and doing that again. Was there anything, John, before you go, was there anything else, Amanda, that was on your cruise, which was three days longer? Or, or was it this a lot of the same things that were just spread out um, among the As seven far days? as the <clears throat> uh, maritime? Activities, yeah. Anything, any sort of holiday? There were some more holiday crafts for the kids. Like one day they could create holiday animation cells or they had other holiday crafts for the kids, which obviously I didn't go to. They were in the Oceaneers Club. Um, and then I just noticed, as you might have noticed too, lots of Christmas movies that were on demand in the staterooms, both Disney and... Um, oh, you know, I didn't even look for that in the stateroom. I wonder, did we have that, Lou? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, I watched... Oh, it was really late. I fell asleep because I was. I think I was still in my Apollo coma when I did... <laughs> 
Uh, quick, uh, Amanda, then John, what's your favorite Christmas movie? Go. Oh, John first. Oh, the no. first thing I would have said is Christmas Vacation. It's not Disney, <laughs> but that is my favorite Christmas movie. Uh, if it's Disney, it's uh, Mickey and Pluto decorating the tree, and I forgot the title. Is it Mickey's? It's not Mickey's Christmas. Um, no. Is it Pluto, Pluto's Christmas, I think. Once Upon a Christmas? Is that what it is? Or Twice no, Upon a Mickey's Twice one. Upon I think a Christmas? Pluto's Christmas tree. It might not be a movie. It might be a short. Amanda, you can say Die Hard and you'll either make friends or lose friends. It's either way is fine. No, I, I love Miracle on 34th Street. I love National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh, it's very Elf. hard. Why'd you? Oh, that's tough. Alpha. And I love Muppet Christmas Carol. <clears throat> I was oh, just watching one. that the other night after we were decking, decorating our Christmas tree. Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. <gasps> Dude, you're going to make me cry again. Stop it. You know I they're can, redoing it also. I know, but I want the original. I know. I I, I agree. I agree. Um, Ain't no hole in the watchtub. <laughs> Look at you. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, one thing to note is um, I, I did ask, and on both Thanksgiving and on Christmas, there are special holiday menus. So, um, in addition to, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, special menus in the in the restaurants um, on Christmas Day. Um, and Chris, there's actually a midnight mass on board on Christmas Eve, and there are Christmas services held on uh, Christmas Day. Uh, also, Hanukkah services are held for eight days beginning on the 25th day of Kislev. And forgive me if I pronounced that incorrectly, but I do know on the 24th and 25th, there's also cookies on Christmas Eve, there's special holiday towel animals, and there's roving caroling with the kids and crew. Like, I kind of feel... Again, I come from, you know, the big Italian family and Christmas is sort of a big, you know, we get together. Man, there's part of me that would love to say, come on, family, like, let's all do a Disney cruise and spend actual Christmas like on board. I just want to see Santa and his reindeer like fly over the funnel and deliver everybody's package because <laughs> it's going to happen. That would be cool. That'd be amazing. Um, So. Anything else, either in terms of the the very merry time cruise or cruising, in terms of uh, a tip that you would give a, a personal favorite experience, um, overall thoughts, individual experiences. Something that's worth mentioning, I don't think we did, is that there are first run movies in the theater, and we did get Frozen Two the night that the night before it premiered on the dream was shown in two theaters. So that's a nice thing to know if you're going on the ship in a movie, especially a Disney one that, I mean, only a Disney one that you want to see is coming out. You can watch it on the ship and it's a comfy, you know, popcorn candy. It's a great experience. Yeah. yeah I got to do that too. We loved it. I saw frozen at 11 PM. I tried, to, I managed to stay awake for all of it, but it was <laughs> really awesome. super and I will give you a ten. And I and I think when we were on a few years ago, <clears throat> the uh, Thor two Thor the Dark World was premiering uh, because they do. So we actually saw Frozen two like the night before it premiered stateside. And John, I think I gave you the suggestion, especially for a film like that, where the Walt Disney Theater, although it's large, can get very crowded. A lot of times they'll have. Um, an overflow showing at the Buena Vista Theater. I actually suggest going to see the movie, going to the Buena Vista Theater first. One, because it's not going to be as crowded. Two, 
I think it's actually a better screen and a better cinematic experience. I think the Walt Disney Theater is built for um, stage performances and theatrical performances, and the even the the screen and the acoustics in that room lend themselves more to that uh, because it's a very uh, interactive type of environment. I love the Buena Vista Theater on deck five, and they do also have a snack stand and popcorn and stuff like that too. Um, so that's actually where I would suggest going there and the crowds would be a lot lighter as well. I think one thing um, I would encourage people to do is no matter if it's maritime or not, but really wander around the ship and just explore and take it in. When I first boarded, I kind of didn't know what to do with myself at first because you're so excited to be there. Um, so I was wandering around deck three and I happened upon the wall going towards the Walt Disney theater. And it's the photo of Walt. And in the background, he's shaking hands with Mickey and they had two beautiful red Christmas trees on either side and then poinsettias all along the floor. And I started crying. <laughs> it was just so beautiful. And I had to take a moment and collect myself and it was absolutely gorgeous. And then just going through the hallways, like you mentioned, Lou, all the staterooms, they had garland, they had lights and people went all out on their stateroom door decorations. Yeah. I'm impressed by what people do to their doors all the time. You know, I, I don't have an answer to my own question in terms of an overall thought. Um, I think the fact, and I'm happy that you said it, Amanda, like, there was something even more so about this cruise. Look, I think the reason why we love Disney, we love Disney Cruise Line, and we use the word love instead of I'm just a fan of, we use the word love, and I think it's 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 a very intentional um, use of it is because they evoke such emotional responses from us, right? And we like we literally sit there going, like, why am I crying? What the heck am I crying for? Like, I'm standing in this, in, uh, standing surrounded by all these little kids, and Mrs. Claus is reading Christmas carols, and I'm crying. And you look at the Christmas decorations, or you look at the mural, or you see Mickey come down the stairs, or they open up the doors to Paula, whatever it is that evokes that response from you, that's part of the Disney difference. It's it's this unquantifiable feeling that it gives you. Um, and as much as I love the regular Disney cruises and Alaska is far and away my favorite itinerary. Like I just, I've done it twice so far and I love it. The Marvel Day at Sea cruise was probably my, one of, if not my absolute favorite single cruise I've ever taken. I was able to do it. I'm going to cry again. I was able to do it with my son. I think what they do during the Marvel Day at Sea is remarkable. And the the level and the quality of the entertainment is exceptional um, and an incredible value, I think, as well. But there was this overall feeling of, not to intentionally quote the line from a song there was this feeling of comfort and joy that i had the entire four days that i was on the ship yep i agree with that and uh also the halloween i know we didn't mention it uh, similar in in the my memory's a little foggy there's a tree and every day they're adding a pumpkin to this tree and then on the last day it the spooky tree comes alive and there is a comfort and joy about a disney cruise you're correct there's something you you just feel safe and you're being hugged from the moment yeah. you get on board. Yeah. And I look, I think, you know, I think one of the things that we hopefully realize too, is that whether you choose to go 
solo, right? You can spend as much time either on your own or make friends along the way. I have found that, look, I'm an extrovert and introvert, right? I, I do like, a, you know, I, and I do spend a lot of time alone doing the group cruises sort of as a WDW radio community are some of my favorite events um, because we are friends whether we have met yet or not. And when we come together, you know, by the couple of hundreds um, on board a ship and do a lot of these activities and some of the special things that we add on, there's a lot of things that we do together as a group that are not part of these itineraries that we are able to sort of um, plus up really make for um, an, an incredibly remarkable experience. I cannot wait to go back on the Wonder uh, in February out of New Orleans, which is one of my favorite cities in the entire world, let alone this amazing nation of ours. Um, so I cannot wait for that. I'm going to Tiana's place on the Wonder is one of my favorite locations in any park or cruise ship anywhere. Due in part to the beignets, but uh, whatever. But the live, oh, Amanda, you'll see. The live jazz trio at night during dinner is just, it's its crazy. It's crazy what uh, what Disney is able to do. And we have a couple other cruises we have uh, in the works. And then, then the Wish will be here before you know it. And we'll have to um, check out the Wish as well. But I would also love people to check out all the amazing stuff that you guys do. Uh, I appreciate you being here uh, not just tonight, but John, I, I loved being able to share some of the memories um, with you guys on board the Dream. Amanda, I cannot wait to cruise with you out of New Orleans in February. Uh, Amanda, then John, please tell everybody um, where they can find you. Uh, you can find me at DisneyTravelForAll.com. And I'm also Disney Travel for All on Facebook. We have a community and page there, Twitter, Pinterest. And you can email me at Amanda at DisneyTravelForAll.com. And BigFatPanda.com goes right to the YouTube channel. And you can find me at Big Fat Panda Show on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you very much, Lou and Amanda. Good. You guys are awesome. I'll put links to all those stuff in the show notes. I cannot wait till we can do this and by do this i mean eat uh again there's always uh there's always more adventures that await us and then if we get a chance for the three of us to be at palo for brunch oh remy dinner together oh how lovely would that be oh. amazing let's do it and then late night we do we get like we got okay wait, and the best blt i've ever had is the room service did you get room I didn't no, but get did you ever have the BLT? <laughs> I have to go back. The BLT. There's nothing like it. I'm sorry. There's nothing like it. Mac and cheese. For our Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week, where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World's history or see how well you pay attention to the details, sometimes in what you see, hear, or yes, even taste. If you think you know the answer, you can enter via our online form for a chance to win a Disney Prize package. But of course, before we get to this week's question, we're going to go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week we were at the oh-so-very-delicious Wave at Disney's Contemporary Resort, and I wanted to keep our trivia question where we were dining. And I love the Contemporary not just because of the Wave and, and its unique design and construction, 
and my personal affinity for and connection to it because I do miss the Fiesta Fun Center oh so very much. But your question really was about the history of the resort because I asked you what was the contemporary resort originally going to be called. And first, I want to thank the hundreds of you who answered, got this one correct, and knew that it was the Tempo Bay Resort. So yeah, Tempo, T-E-M-P-O. And I'll explain to you why and a little bit of the history about it. Because remember, the Contemporary was one of the two original hotels on opening day. But when Walt Disney World was originally being planned, Walt really wanted to center it around Epcot, this idea of a central planned community with this towering hotel and and in what may or may not have been a potentially domed city. And in early concept drawings, this hotel was a glass tower that had transportation hub in the lower levels with monorails and people movers and a level just for cars and pedestrians. Now, when this idea was phased out in the late 60s, there really wasn't any need for that sort of grand 30-story tower that would have been in the center. But what they did was sort of modify that a little bit and took one of the buildings that was present in some of those early drawings and concept art and what might have been possibly a shopping complex actually ended up being part of the original inspiration for what would become the Contemporary Resort. But originally, they took this this idea for what have, might have been a shopping plaza turned it into what they were going to call the Tempo Bay Resort Hotel. And they did keep a little bit of what Walt had planned in sort of this being a transportation hub because in its lower level originally, they were going to have the monorail line literally going through the building, obviously which carried over to what the final design of what the Contemporary Tower built as an A-frame with the outward slope and the inner atrium ended up becoming, which was a collaboration of Disney... U.S. Steel and architect Welton Beckett. And as you may know, this was designed with modular pre-constructed rooms built off-site and then lifted into place and slid like drawers into a chest by crane. The idea was that when refurbishment was needed, they'd actually be able to pull these modules out and then put them back in. But because once the building started to settle... It was impossible to remove them. That's probably way more information than you bargained for with the trivia contest, but I'm a trivia nerd and wanted to give you a little bit more of the history and the inspiration and design. Anyway, you want to find out who won last week's trivia contest. I took all the correct entries, randomly selected one. And again, last week you were playing for all of my digital products, which are my seven audio walking tours of Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom, the secret, secret history stories, and details, all of which you can still find on Amazon as well as in iTunes. And you can also get a digital copy of my 102 Ways to Save Money for an at Walt Disney World book also available on Amazon. A WW Radio vinyl sticker, pop socket, t-shirt, and a mystery prize, probably something from whatever I brought back from the UK and or Japan. And last week's winner, randomly selected, is... Aaron Griffin. So, Aaron, congratulations. You use the online form. I have your shipping information, and we'll get your prize package out to you right away. If you played last week and didn't win, that's okay, because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So, one of my favorite activities on the Dream and Fantasy is not necessarily eating, but it's also playing the Midship Detective Agency game. There's no extra charge and can be played multiple times by yourself as a group with different outcomes and different storylines. 
which you might think might be your question this week, but it's not, because the storylines include the case of the plundered paintings, the case of the missing puppies, ah, the case of the stolen show. But on the Disney fantasy, one of these might even take you to a very special stateroom on board, which you also might think is your question, but it's not, because the stateroom number is 5148 and a half. What I do want to know is, whose stateroom is it? So there you go. Whose stateroom is it that you can or should, even if you're not playing, go and visit on the Disney Fantasy as part of the Midship Detective Agency game? You have until Sunday, December 8th at 11.59 p.m. to go to www.radio.com, click on this week's podcast, use the form there. Again, you're going to play for all the digital products, the books, the seven audio tours, the vinyl sticker, the pop socket, and a very special Disney Cruise Line, maybe even very merry time gift that I brought back for you and this contest. So good luck and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you so very much for taking the time to tune in this and every week. I appreciate you so much, and I'm so grateful that you spend and share your time with me each and every week. I'd love to hear from you. If you have a question about Disney Cruise Line or anything at all, I invite you, I welcome you to please be part of the community. Go to www.radio.com slash community. That is where the conversation takes place, whether it's about this week's show, anything Disney-related, a question that you may have. It really is such a warm friendly, welcoming place. Again, www.radio.com slash community. Speaking of community, I want to thank some of the longtime and new members of the WW Radio Nation family. I am so grateful for your love and your support and your friendship and help. And I love being able to give back to you and say thanks each and every month. I want to thank some new and longtime members like Christopher Anderson, Dave Toast, Amber Cassidy, Tracy Funk, Michelle Hull, Janet Sala and Alec Goins. I appreciate you guys so very much. And if you want to find out how you can join them and help the show, but also get exclusive rewards every month, including monthly scavenger hunts only available to the nation, access to our private Facebook group, custom magic band covers, logo gear, t-shirts, monthly care packages from Walt Disney World. Every month we do exclusive live video group calls where we're all on the video chat together. You also get early access and special discounts to WW Radio events and lots more. You can all you can visit www.radio.com slash support and please don't forget that while this is completely optional, it's a great way for you to help show your support for the show and then a portion of the proceeds of your contributions go to our Dream Team project that benefits the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. Thanks to, and because of you, we've raised more than $300,000 to help children and their families with life-threatening illnesses go and literally live out their dream at Walt Disney World. Again, to find out more, visit www.radio.com support. And I'd love to hear from you. So if you have a question, a comment, or just a hello that you want to have played on the air, you can call the voicemail at 407-900-9391. That's 407-900-WW1. You can connect with me on social. I am at Lou Mangiello on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. And of course, as much as I love having conversations online, 
Nothing beats a handshake and a hug. It's why I continue to do monthly meetups in Walt Disney World. Our next meet is actually going to be this Sunday, December 8th. It's the holidays. It's Epcot. It's Festival of the Holidays. There's fun. There's food. And there's food. So we're going to meet Sunday, December 8th at 1130 a.m. in the UK Pavilion in the lower level seating area. So if you're on the promenade facing the Lagoon and Rosen Crown, the Yorkshire County Fish Shop is on the right-hand side. If you look, go past there, down you'll see there's a lower-level seating area with red umbrellas. That's where we'll meet. You can grab something to eat if you like and then spend the day enjoying the Epcot Festival of the Holidays. You can find out more, RSVP at www.radio.com slash events. Don't forget, it's completely free. Come alone. Bring the whole family. It's obviously completely kid-friendly, and I hope to have a chance to see and chat with you there. Of course, look for other meetups and events, not just Meet to the Month, but in Walt Disney World as as well as on the road. I'll be announcing some uh, on-the-road locations as I travel at the beginning of the year to speak. And if I can come to speak at your event, your conference, your school, or to your business, you can visit lumangelo.com. I can custom craft something for your conference, your expo, your retreat, or even in-house workshop about Disney customer service, learning from the Disney parks or from Walt Disney, social media, live video, podcasting, community, as well as inspiring topics geared towards students from middle school through college. And I can either come to your location or present virtually again to find out more. Visit lumangelo.com. I'm also going to be announcing and releasing dates and tickets for Momentum, my weekend workshop in Walt Disney World, as well as my weekend retreat coming up this summer. Stay tuned for that later on this week. Thanks, as always, to Becky Mankin and the entire team at Mouse Fan Travel, my official recommended travel provider. Whether you're going to World on maybe a very merry time cruise or anywhere on the planet, she and her team give you the best possible prices, all available discounts with an incredible, dare I say amazing, level of personal service that is their hallmark, all at no cost to you. You can find them at mousefantravel.com and then also go to celebrationspress.com to subscribe and order back issues of Celebrations Magazine. And as always, my friend, and you are my friend. I mean that from the bottom of my hungry little heart. And all I ask is that if you like the show, and I hope that you do, please help spread the word. It's so incredibly helpful and powerful. So let your friends know about it. Tweet out that you're listening. Share a link to this or your favorite episode on Facebook. Let me know if you do. And if you can, take just 10 seconds, rate and review the show over on iTunes. It's incredibly helpful. Thanks to you. We have more than 2,000 five-star reviews and everyone is meaningful and matters. I want to thank some recent reviewers like Anthea Variano, who says it's a great podcast. Not only does Lou give and deliver an amazing podcast, but he's also created an incredible community for Disney lovers all around the world. WW Radio brings Disney magic into our home every day. And for that, I'm thankful. Keep up the great work, Lou. Anthea, thank you. But remember, you, all of you, built the the community, right? I built the clubhouse, but you are the ones who populate it and invite others to be a part of it. So thank you. Zero VJP from Canada says, it's my go-to Disney podcast. I listen to Lou's podcast every week. It brings a little bit of Disney magic into my life. Lady Dooley says, thank you. Thank you for sharing the magic. And I hope to meet some box people one day. Lady Dooley, hope to meet you as well. C. C. Percy 19 says, 
In lieu of Disney, it's a play on words, in L-O-U of Disney, this podcast is the next best thing. See what I did there? He says, I've been listening for a little over two years now and can say this is hands down the best Disney podcast. Lou is knowledgeable, friendly, entertaining, passionate, and welcoming, and he somehow managed to transform my snowy subway New York City commutes into a magical experience each morning. That makes me feel so happy. You have no idea. I look forward to each new podcast knowing that I'll not only get a taste of Disney, but I'll hear a familiar voice just like talking to an old friend. Lou has articulated a trait I've never been able to describe, unapologetically positive, and I've been able to embrace this quality in ways I had previously tried to hide. Thank you for everything, Lou. And hey, you browsing, if you're looking for a space, safe space for all things Disney, welcome. You found us. See Percy. I'm I'm I have my hand on my heart. I am literally choked up by some of the wonderful things that you have said and embodied uh, in that because we are not just I'm not just a familiar voice, but we are friends and, and I am unapologetically positive and I love the fact that you like me are able to embrace this and yeah, like our community is such a safe warm welcoming friendly space and so see percy lady dually zero vjp and anthea thank you all so much uh, you fill my cup you fill my heart and you are the foundation of this community and this family that i talk about each and every week and you really are a, a true testament to that again if you want to leave a review just search for ww radio on itunes or go to www.radio.com slash iTunes for a direct link and instructions on how to do it. Finally, most importantly, thank you, thank you, thank you. I love you and appreciate you so much. If there's some way that I can help you, whether it's in business or a passion project or turning what you love into what you do, reach out to me, let me know, visit lumangelo.com, find out how I can help you. And I want you to just get started. Right? I think I talked about this last week, like you don't stop waiting. Like, don't wait. You might not get another chance, whether it is in business, relationship, uh, something that you're trying to pursue. Um, Sometimes we're so busy planning and thinking and overthinking and waiting that the chance that we had sometimes goes away and I don't want you to ever lose it. And if I can help you take advantage of it or make it, please let me know. I hope that this is truly your best week ever. Thank you again. So until next time. Hello, Lou Mangiello. It's Gabby Naldo from Columbia, Maryland, calling you from one of your favorite places in World Showcase. I am outside Katsura Grill in the Japan Pavilion. I'm sure you can hear the drummers in the background. Just wanted to give a shout-out to you and the rest of the WDW radio running team for um, rocking it this weekend during the Wine and Dine Half Marathon races. It was so nice connecting with people whose voices I'd heard, names I'd seen in the group, but had never met in real life. Um, It was just such an awesome experience this weekend. Thank you so much for all that you do and all that Deanna does to keep us all together and keep us all motivated to get through the races. I had my first team finish with the team, crossing the finish line with a big group at the 10K, and it was an amazing feeling. Um, I can't wait to see everyone at Marathon Weekend, where I will be running my first full marathon, and I'm just so excited. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of the week. Talk to you later. Bye. Hi, Lou and WDW community. Uh, It's Elizabeth from Massachusetts. I know I haven't called in in a few weeks. 
Um, but I just finished listening to your episode 266 for you and Becky do some uh, responding to uh, guest emails or fan emails, I should say. And somehow the conversation of favorite buffets came up and you asked listeners to call in and explain, you know, which buffet is your favorite and why. Like, what's that one thing that brings you back? Um, and I know this is about, you know, that was 2012, it's 2019, but I thought I'd call it anyway. My absolute favorite buffet is the Crystal Palace um, for breakfast, specifically because it's one of my first memories of being in Walt Disney World and going there with my grandmother and my mom for breakfast, um, which was fun. And I still, you know, almost never miss a trip where I don't go there for a breakfast buffet, purely for that reason, because that's sort of where the magic stems from. And also, they have really good omelets, so can't beat the food either. Um, hope everyone's doing well. Thanks for all you do. And Hey, Lou. It's Christine Martin from Flower Town, PA. It's super early Monday morning. have to get my rounds done early before work. And it's a snowy morning here in Pennsylvania. I'm driving in the snow and listening to the latest podcast, which I am so ecstatic is a food review because I've been missing those and I think it's awesome you guys did the wave as a contemporary um, never been on my radar I saw it in passing when I went to Chef Mickey um, two Julys ago but now it is on my radar and I am a gluten-free uh, person so hopefully they would have a nice gluten-free menu um, I would love 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 go and try it um your server tim was really cool but i do have to make a little correction for all you people who aren't familiar with ordering a cheesesteak at Pat's in south philly the without does not refer to cheese it refers to onions so if you say with without then you want a cheesesteak with cheese whiz without onions or you can say an american whiz or a provolone without. So that refers to onions with and without. Also, in addition to Pat's and Gino's, um, I lived in Roxborough for 15 years, and Delisandro's and, and um, Chubby's, right across the street from each other. Very, very, very good cheesecake also. And I think if I had to do the great debate between Pat's and Gino's, I think I'd go with Gino's because, only because, you can get french fries with your cheesesteak at Gino's, and you cannot do that at Pat's. Pat's is just straight-up steak. Um, but both iconic. If you ever go to Philly, you really need to do the comparison um, just to have the experience. But super excited about your food review. And you guys, I haven't finished listening to it yet. You're at the dessert portion. So I'm going to get back to the show. But I just had to clarify that with or without reference to the Philly cheesesteaks. So, everybody have a wonderful, wonderful week. And make somebody smile. And I will see you guys Wednesday night. I'm also loving, loving, loving Disney+. Plus. I've been obsessing over it. My kids have been obsessing over it. I ordered it. Um, I pre-ordered it through D23 um, as a member, and I think it's one of the best things I've ever done. Um, and loving it, every minute of it. I'm going to watch it again later today. If you haven't subscribed,
subscribe to it or you're on the fence, it's so worth it. Hello, it's Darlene Nagy, formerly of West Seneca, New York, now living in Florida. And I have the update for the next big adventure for the group, whoever's going on the New Orleans trip, you've got 67 days, so hopefully you have all your documents and everything in order for that trip. I hope to find out what's going on for the pre-cruise. Hopefully I can make it up there because I've never been to New Orleans, and that would be fantastic to at least get up there. And I hope everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving. You made it through Black Friday, and we've got Christmas in now less than a month. So hopefully you're ready and all the other holidays that are coming up in between for everyone else, too. And I hope everyone at the Space Coast Run is having an amazing time. It's a beautiful morning for a run. So happy holidays. We're in that season. Love, hugs, and stay positive like Lou always says.